Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. There is a mob headed up the street toward the post office. Right on time, Imelda says cheerfully, checking her watch, smiling over at Jonas Spar, who is stationed at her side. Isn't it wonderful? The first wave has arrived and is being held at bay by the Consector's company of soldiers. There's a lot of yelling and waving of trusty handbooks, brandishing of papers. Townspeople are vying for attention. I'd like to purchase a share of mids, please. What do I need to do to make an investment on this new cooperative venture I'm given to understand? Please, excuse me, could I speak with Imelda? I made an appointment yesterday. I've been waiting in line since the beginning. People are cutting in front of me. I demand to speak to someone at once. Now look here, I did several good deeds the other day. Why weren't those included in this whole bureaucracy? initial foray detail. I've been here for an hour and no one has spoken to me. So much screaming. Spar chuckles at all of this and pats Imelda on the shoulder. Looks like you'll have your work cut out for you for a few days, Madam Notary, he says. You'll be filing new accounts night and day. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other way, she says. My volunteers and I are going to be fast friends by the time we're through. Best jump right in then, Spar says, and waste no time getting started with the good work. <laughs> he gestures her ahead as the company holds back the throng of Stationary Hill citizens, and Imelda, smiling ear to ear, follows him up onto a dais overlooking the street, where Jedediah Palm, bursting with pomp and dignity, presents her with a microphone. Good day to you, Stationary Hill, Imelda says joyfully, beaming out over the still-growing crowd. I'm delighted to see you all here. Mids now belongs to you. Or will, just as soon as we can get each of you set with a new trust account. a line out the door and down the street. Volunteers, led by Mr. Stex, populate tables throughout the mission, throughout the post office, taking applications and processing them in an efficient brigade. There's a symphony of adding machines clattering away. There's a dinging of registers, a clatter of receipts, bills of sale being printed. The sounds of industry echo across the top of Stationary Hill. The banking machine is churning out abacuses ceaselessly. It is a bonanza of paperwork, of stamping, of filing. People are forking over cash and receiving equivalent valor and then shelling the valor right back out to buy shares of midst. The conversion rate ticker set in the wall is ticking steadily upwards towards a higher and higher, less favorable conversion rate as more and more people strive to open accounts. Even the postmaster and the other postal workers themselves are arrayed in a large telethon phone bank, fielding a huge volume of teletheric calls from off-site investors. It's madness. Of course, madness 
is always in danger of tipping over into downright chaos. So, the Consector, the Adsecla, and their company is on patrol. Phineas and Spar, side by side at the front of the company, are patrolling the top of the town. Members of the company are stationed at specific points around the circumference of the post office and up and down the main street of Stationary Hill, trying to maintain order, trying to maintain a line. For now, the pandemonium is lively, certainly, but under control. Spar seems relaxed. Cheerful, even. What do you think, Phineas? Spar says, strolling jauntily, hands behind his back, his armor gleaming, his hair blowing in a gentle breeze, quite the figure. This is how the Trust looks at its most lively, on the ground, among the people, he says. Well, these fuckers don't know how good they have it, is what Phineas would like to say. But what comes out instead is, it's great. I mean, they're all here on the, the ground floor of a new adventure. Good for them. There is, somewhat down the road, what appears to be some kind of fight propagating amongst the populace. Mm, people who couldn't decide on their places in line, no doubt. Spar squares his shoulders magnificently. Well, come on, Phineas. Time for us to do our job. This is literally the reason why Spar and the company are here. To keep order. Spar and the company, Phineas included, weave their way through the crowd, approaching the mess spawning down the street. Four or more people are rolling on the ground in the dust. Phineas sees a tooth go flying. Enough of this here. Cease your fighting at once, Spar commands. They don't even seem to notice. People behind the knot of fighters are now shouting throwing blows. You don't understand. At this rate, we're not even going to be able to afford to buy a new account. People are panicking. They want in, and they're too far down the street to make an impact. The violence is increasing in a ripple effect. This is quickly getting out of hand. Spar turns to Phineas. They're not going to listen to reason, Phineas. Do it. Spar and Phineas flip down visors from their mica helmets. A company man nearby pulls something from a bandolier around his chest, tosses it to Phineas. It's a canister of liquid. Well, what appears to be liquid. It's black and sloshing at any rate. Phineas catches the canister in one hand, feeling the liquid slosh within. And in only a moment, because that's precisely how long he has, Phineas lobs the canister above the head of the fighting crowd. The charge fractures in the air, and a black writhing fog emerges, spilling out into the air, twisting and knotting, and the crowd scatters, panicking. A flailing darkness writhes in the air above the crowd, but only for a moment. There is screaming, there is scattering, there is a stampede migration away from the terror in the air. Phineas is a bit taken aback. He expected the crowd to scatter, certainly. That's what these things are intended for. Crowds usually do scatter when they set off terror charges in the Un. That's what they're meant to do, scatter people. But he didn't expect them to run as though for their lives. These people are panicked. Ah, and then he remembers. This is an islet on the median. They spend half their time submerged in the fold, the real fold 
where wild, organic terrors can arise at any moment, and you never know exactly what it is they're going to do, whether they're going to make chairs walk, make you think of a funny joke from your childhood, or cause your brain to sprout out of your ears. Or, in the case of this specially engineered fold grenade, to feel like your eyes and senses are on fire, tear gas style. Painful in the moment, but ultimately harmless. The entire street, all the way up and down the hill, watch as the fog dissipates into a black slime, pooling on the ground, twitching, puddling. It burns through its limited supply of energy, and soon lies inert on the ground, little more than a black puddle. Spar and Phineas flip up their visors. A few unlucky people who were caught in the radius of the blast are wailing and clutching at their eyes. It's irritating, painful, certainly, but nothing lethal, nothing lasting. Now, if you please, Spar booms. Form an orderly line, and the crowd doesn't need to be told twice. None of this phases Spar. This is all in a day's work. Crowd control, this is a piece of cake. He turns unconcernedly to Phineas. Now, he says, where were we? About that, uh, fuse. How's that going? Done anything more with that? Uh, yeah, not since the interrogation, no. We've had this, uh, security detail. Well, yes, I know, but uh, do you plan to follow up with any more of the contacts that girl mentioned? Pursue any other leads, visits the man's local places of interest? Of course. Have you actually made any plans yet? Set anything in action? Well, there's the cafe the girl mentioned, there's the cabaret, all the regulars there, the employees, the owners. Well, what are you doing here, then? What? How are you supposed to answer this question? Phineas is supposed to be here right now, and yet Spar is looking at him, waiting. Is he not supposed to be here? He was told he had to be here now. Is he doing something wrong? I was under the impression that I was required here, sir. A consector, Phineas, is required everywhere. I will be following up, sir. Good, Spar says. Glad to hear it. There's that initiative I was talking about. But Spar looks at him sarcastically? Maybe he's just paranoid. Maybe everything's fine. Phineas finds it best to maintain silence. When you're silent, no one can tell if you're confident or fearful. Their patrol continues. Mr. Weep is on a different kind of patrol, scouting out the situation in town to determine whether or not it jeopardizes his morally questionable plan in any way. So far, so good. He admires the crowd now, looking at all these happy new trustees. The vast majority are still not, still waiting furiously and frantically in line, but here towards the mission, people are having their paperwork processed. People are even walking away happily with new abacuses, none quite as large as his own, of course. Hey there, Mr. Weep. Are you trying to find the end of the line? It's way back that away. Oh, nah, just want to talk to Mr. Stex. Um, just passing through, and uh, Weep is... Oh, there is a whole line, and he is uh, apparently cutting the whole thing. That's why everyone's looking at him so angrily. Who cares? He just wants to have a word with Stex. Stex there at the main volunteer table... In front of these new barn doors they've installed in the mission? Were these here the other day? They've apparently put them in. 
opening the place up to the mob. They allow a much broader access. Mr. Stex is sitting at a table with an adding machine and a small teletheric device. Mr. Weep stands before him. Hello there, Mr. Stex. Look at you with this. Uh, you're moving right up in the world. You're some kind of new deputy notary already? What am I? What is the deal here? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Miss Goldfinch uh, sort of called us in. It's a, a big day, you understand. I see. This is one of the perks of being an early adopter. Is that what is up with this? Uh, uh, well, absolutely. I don't know if you've ever considered, Mr. Weep, uh, transferring some of your assets into Valor. Uh, that's, nope, not, not gonna go there. No, that's not me. I'm not that kind of guy. The aesthetics, you know me, Mr. Business. I like my good old-fashioned money. None of this um, Valor stuff. Not interested at all. I'm a businessman, not a cultist. <laughs> Abruptly, there's a hand on his shoulder. Heavy, gauntleted. Sir, you have to wait in line like everyone else. And Weep turns to regard Phineas Thatch. He gives him a nice, slow, ominous turn. One of those, do you know who I am, turns. Weep is about to object and say he's not interested in starting an account, of course, and then add a little bit of an insult, a little bit of a jibe in there. But just then, Amelda happens to pass by, and she interjects, saving him. Oh, Mr. Weep! Congratulations again on your recent decision. That's all right, Phineas. I've got it from here. And she, pulling him aside, has a brief moment with him. The crowd swarming around them. She whisks him aside. Do you see what I meant now about how very timely your decision was? Of course, I couldn't say anything about it before the fact, but... Now you see. Now I understand. You were trying to drop some sort of hints there, weren't you? Oh, nonsense. I would never be involved in insider trading. He looks at her. She looks at him. Big smile on both sides. Well, back to the matter at hand. A man with as much valor as you could procure a perfectly massive number of midst shares, should he wish. She... Gestures, then, to the exchange rate ticker on prominent display in her mission. It is, well, comparatively skyrocketing. It wasn't so long ago that I recall someone wishing he was the mayor of Midst. Mr. Weep's investment is appreciating like mad. He's staring at the ticker with such a strange, transparent mix of greed and confusion that uh, he's aware suddenly people are looking at him. People he knows, as a matter of fact. People who know him as a businessman who would have nothing to do with the trust. He quickly diverts his attention elsewhere. Really great stuff there, Melda. Good for you. I'm proud of you. You are also a very nice entrepreneur. You have good spirit. He sort of thumps her on the back. Ow, he says, harming himself on her very hard blazer. Imelda waves him off. And he wanders carelessly out those barn doors into the crowd, looking around him with disdain. This, he, who cares about any of this? Not Mr. Weep, that's for sure. He doesn't care one whit for this. Wouldn't be caught dead opening his own account. Oh, oh my God. He's so rich. It worked. Even he wasn't expecting it to work this well. He's beside himself with glee. Phineas watches this tall, spidery man wheel his way out of the mission and approaches Imelda, 
who's still staring after him with a coy look on her face. Who was that? Hmm. Let's just say a very important asset to the trust. Oh, and that reminds me, Phineas, there's something I need you to do. Thank you for listening. New episodes of Midst are available every Wednesday on Midst.co, on your preferred podcast app or platform, and on Critical Role's YouTube channel. If you would like to unlock more episodes, have an ad-free experience, and access rich, lore-expanding bonus content, go to Midst.co to become a paid subscriber. Follow us on social media at Midst Podcast for announcements and conversation. Please rate and review to help the story continue. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.